0: After sharing the results from my Etsy shops over the past year, the most common question I receive is, if you were starting over from scratch in 2024, what would you do? So I decided to address this. Instead of just offering basic general tips, we're going to dive deeper into this. I believe that succeeding on Etsy today is somewhat different from the approach that I would have taken a few years ago. So it's crucial to understand the differences, especially if you're launching an Etsy shop in 2024. I'll also review a bonus step that can actually save you money. And this is a mistake I see a lot of sellers make, so you wanna make sure you tune in for that. Now, let's dive right in. Hey there, welcome to a new episode of the Brandon Timothy Show. I'm your host, Brandon, and throughout this podcast, I'll show you how to start a successful Etsy shop, learn side hustles, and create a sustainable passive income by selling digital products. This podcast is your roadmap to a thriving Etsy shop and digital freedom. So let's get started. Tip number one, compatibility over profits. You want to make sure you pick a niche that suits your skill sets and interests. Do not only go for niches that can make the most money. Chances are those are the categories that most of the sellers will be looking at. For example, I love to use a tool called Everbee when I'm researching for different product ideas. But when you start searching, maybe you're searching general topics like digital products or Canva templates, but don't just look at the first page. You want to dive a little bit deeper. Because usually the first page will give you the products that are making $10,000, $20,000 a month. And it may seem amazing, but just think about how many other competitors and new sellers are looking at those categories. So sometimes I recommend going for categories that may interest you more than just trying to go for those high ticket, super profitable categories. Let's say if you're trying to make $10,000 from a single listing, yes, you can definitely go for the 10K listing, but you can also go for five listings that are making $2,000 a month. This is something that I like to make sure my students understand when they're going through that initial researching phase. Don't just look at the most popular items that everyone is trying to sell. Look for some that are more hidden under the radar. And usually I find those categories are easy to get into. Can be providing you passive income years to come. Number two, expand with variations. Sometimes it's hard to come up with a bunch of listings if you're always trying to create from scratch. And if you've been following me for a while, you know that I love creating at least 16 to 24 listings when we first launch. And one way how you can build a large inventory like that is by creating variations. Maybe different colors of a best-selling product, maybe different styles, maybe changing the fonts, anything like that. For example, if you are selling wedding templates, You may know that one product could be a bestseller, so you've put all your efforts into building the perfect listing, the perfect template for the wedding category. But now you can expand on that. You can create different variations by changing the different fonts, the different imagery, the colors, and create multiple listings that way. And yes, you may be wondering, hey, Brennan, this is a template. I can just create it once and the customers can customize any of those things on their own. But you need to think about the customers on their end. And yes, they can obviously do all that customization themselves, but people want the least friction as possible. So you will make sure you give them the best experience by doing all of that initial work for them. Tip number three, master your mockups. Now more than ever, it's important to take the time to create the best mockups possible. And this way you can truly represent your products in the best way. Before it was easier to just create a great product post it and it'll be selling. But now sellers are starting to actually put more efforts into branding elements. So if you're offering something similar with your competitors, when you create a great branding around it, it really makes your product stand out from your competitors, even if you guys are selling similar items. And one mistake I see a lot of sellers make when they're creating their markups is not strategically crafting a story around it. And this is something that I like to go over with my students again, is that every slide that you put has a purpose there's an intention, there's a goal behind it on why you put a slide before the others, how you arrange it. Maybe you're introducing different items, you're introducing perceived values and other slides. So every slide that a customer slides through, you are telling a story as they swipe through the different images or videos, if you like. There's a strategic approach to it. So it's something to think about how you want to rearrange it, because it does matter. And I want the customers to have the best experience ever when they're going through my listings. Tip number four, embrace the feedback loop. You want to make sure you listen to your customers. When you're first launching a shop, it's one of the most important things because we can only assume as much as we can when we launch a shop and a bunch of different listings. And now we need that feedback. We need to know which one the customers are actually drawn to. And from there, we want to make reiterations, take suggestions. Maybe customers are asking you questions like, hey, do you offer this instead? Are you able to add this in certain templates? And from there, you really want to make sure you listen to them. And chances are, if one person is asking you for certain things, there are probably 10 other people who haven't messaged you, but are looking for the same features or same templates. And this goes back to tip number two, when I talked about variations, it's a great way to take that opportunity to create more products based on what other customers are asking you. Another way is analyzing if certain items are getting favorited, but no one is purchasing through it. So think about it. Okay, if someone is favoriting a certain item but they're not checking out they're not buying it is it because it's missing certain things so take a deep dive analyze what is working what is not and look at the feedback from the customers and see how you can improve your listings and your shop overall a while ago i had this one product that was doing okay in sales and i had someone messaging me asking hey do you have this in a green variation and at that time i was earlier in my etsy seller journey And I said, oh, I don't really like how it is in green personally. So maybe I might not do it. But something about it, I was like, you know what? I need to create more listings anyways. I'm just going to do this for you for free. And I will put that listing out so that you can buy it. Customer said, amazing. Appreciate it so much. So I took the time. I created a variation in the green color. I posted it. The customer bought it. Amazing. But since that listing was created, I just left it up in my store as well. And little did you know that item actually became one of my best sellers even till this day, is because so many other people wanted that same style. And it was all thanks to that one customer that asked me to create that variation. So something to think about, really listen to your future customers, see what they need. Chances are lots of other people want that same thing. Tip number five, include a bonus offering. If you're selling digital products, it's really easy to create a bonus item and then offer it and add it into all of your different listings. Depending on your category, try to think of one item that can bring some value to your target audience. Maybe it's something that's similar or related to your actual products or your niche. And this is a great way to increase your perceived value. If you are selling a similar item from a competitor and they're just offering exactly what is put in the listings, but yours, you added something else. One of the mock-up slides, you added a "Hey, there's a bonus. If you buy this, you also get this free item. Chances are people will go for yours instead of your competitors just because you're adding more value than what they thought they would get. And this is a really simple way to increase your conversion rate because if we're doing digital products, that's the beauty. You credit once and now you can actually put it into all of your listings. So something to think about, see what you can offer from your shop. All right. Now let's get to the bonus tip, which is run ads once you have some reviews. This is a mistake I see a lot of people make. And yes, you know me, I like to run ads and it's a great way to add more feel to your existing fire. If your shop is running organically, if it's running smoothly, it's getting sales, then perfect, start running ads. But a lot of people just jump right into it. When I get started, I like to get friends and family who can be actual customers of mine. Buy my products, leave some genuine reviews, and that way I can get a good baseline, get some couple five stars, and then I would run ads. Because without doing that, pretty much you're wasting money. Yes, you can get some sales. But trust me, if you have some initial reviews first, it just makes your conversions that much better. So make sure you get a couple initial reviews first before you spend money, before you're actually doing that, getting actual paid traffic. Getting organic traffic is perfectly fine because that's free using SEO. I'm all about the easy way of marketing, using keywords, titles, and tags, and creating relevant products. But that's usually what I like to do in my shops and what I teach my students. And another thing is run your ads for a month. Think about what your budget is, what is something you're willing to invest in your ads and divide that by 30 days and that will give you your daily budget and then run your ads for 30 days. You don't even need to look at it, let it run, get enough data and from there you can optimize your listings. And hopefully you enjoyed these tips and the bonus one I think this is really essential. Make sure you understand all of these for your new shop in 2024. And if you're able to implement these to your shop, your chances of a success will be a lot higher. That is it. So oh, good luck to your new shop. You're gonna be amazing at it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you found today's insights valuable, don't forget to check out my free in-depth masterclass waiting for you in the descriptions, or you can find out more information at brandontimothy.com. There's other resources there for you to check out as well. Until next time, always remember to stay inspired, stay creative, and above all, stay committed to your journey towards digital freedom. Take care.